Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 40 of the Wow. Yeah, I know. 40. Of the Sweet. weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're here to discuss a review of season one, episode number 12, Whatever the Case May Be. I totally just got that title while we were watching that episode. You're kidding me. <laughs> it just was it's one of the right cheesiest titles they've ever come up with in Lost. Well, Other I, than Question Mark. <laughs> question Mark's pretty cool. <laughs> they were running out of stuff, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, there were some season two titles that you, well, I looked at. Well, let's not go like, there, because if we come up with any ho-hum stuff like Two for the Road. Uh, two for the Road was a good title. So it was three minutes. <laughs> it was Two for the Road was a better title than it was an episode. Hey, okay. we're so, already alienating our listeners, so what do you got to say? Well, I don't know, because you cut me off. Did I cut you off? Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, we are here on a weekly basis to discuss loss. We've been doing a summer review of seasons. Well, okay, just season one. <laughs> and I don't know how far we're going to get. We'll probably get another three or four episodes in. But we have a jam-packed full show for you guys this evening uh, or this week. And uh, just so much to fill in here, and there's just no way it's going to be under an hour, so it might be even be like an hour it and a half. It has to be, because I might fall asleep. You might fall asleep. I'll have to finish it without you, because there is just that much stuff to go in here. Anyway, we're reviewing uh, the episode, whatever the case may be, with Kate, and we are going to pretty much go in this order. We're going to have an audio episode recap. For those of you who haven't seen this episode in a while... Uh, Rem has put together a special recap to remind you of what happened. Then we're going to take a look at the characters in our... Character analysis. And then immediately after that, we'll take a look at... The island mystery. Exploring the mystery, absolutely. We'll have some lost in the news, uh, some listener feedback, and all kinds of other good stuff. But there are, Oh, and there's a very special spoiler report Is there? with a very familiar voice that we haven't heard in a while. So... Stay in uh, the long haul with us here. If this podcast is too long for you to listen to in one half uh, or in one setting, uh, rather than sending us a really um, uh, cranky email, just go ahead and plan to put a little intermission in this one and maybe pick up the second half later. So uh, with all that said, we are going to go ahead and go into our episode recap that was done specially for us by 5x5audio.com. Five by five audio. Need a professional voice for your website, podcast, PowerPoint, or phone system? Get it done. Get it done. We're five by five, you know? Get a professional voice working for you. Five by five audio.com. Five by five audio. That case ain't yours, is it? No. Well. You wouldn't mind if I just take it. I don't care. Not what it looks like. Something you want to tell me about this little suitcase breakfast? Take it. Said, I need you to take me back to the French woman. Claire's still out there. Now, Rousseau mentioned that there are others on this island. Her mind is gone. You heard them yourself. I don't know what I heard. Uh, you said that you... The you... wind, Jack. 
Okay, then what about the papers that you took from her? The documents, the maps, I mean, isn't there anything... I'm skilled at mathematics and decryption, but these equations are beyond anything I've ever seen. Where have you been? What do you mean, where have I been? You and Locke have been leaving before sunrise and coming back after dark for the last four days. What are you doing out there? Is he your new boyfriend? We're looking for Claire. I thought there was no trail anymore, that no one even knew where to look. Yeah, well, at least I'm doing something. Don't you see the way they look at us around here? They don't take us seriously. We're a joke. I'm trying to contribute something. And you're just... You're useless. Okay, Miss Ryan, if you'll just give me some ID, we'll get started on your loan app. So, what brings you to New Mexico? I work. And what line of work is that? I'm a photographer. What do you photograph? I've been commissioned for a coffee table book. Old theaters in small towns. Everyone down on the ground! Down on the ground! Are you the manager? Yes. Good. Now let's open the money cage now. Before people start getting killed. Gotcha. Get off of me. Golly, I hate to bicker about position, sweetheart. But I think you're the one on top. Maybe you're not here for the case at all. Ow! Oh, woman. If you wanted to play rough, all you had to do was say so. There was a matter I was going to ask you about. What? I need your help translating some papers I took from Russo. Who's Russo? The French woman. The distress call we intercepted. Did my brother put you up to this? No. The papers contain equations accompanied by notations in French. If I can understand the notations... Sorry, then... can't do it. You're the only person on this island who speaks French. I barely speak French. Please, Shannon. Could you at least try? Son of a bitch. You're wasting your time, man. If you pick the lock on a Halliburton, I'll put you on my back and fly us to L.A. What are you trying to do? <laughs> pick the lock on a Halliburton. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> the only way you're going to open that case is with pure force, man. Impact velocity. What the hell is that supposed to mean? You got to hit it with something hard, like a sledgehammer. <laughs> or the axe. Hello, Charlie. Oh, that's right. You're not talking much these days. But it doesn't mean you get to be rude. Excuse me? Everybody else is helping us move the camp up the beach, except for you. Are you serious? You think you're the only one on this island that's got something to be sad about? Baby, I got sob stories for you, so why don't you grab the other end of this thing and help me? You tell me what's inside, and I'll give it to you. Are you serious? <laughs> Hell, no way to open the damn thing. At this point, all I care about is satisfying my own curiosity. I don't really care what it is. What's burning me up, why it means so much to you. I can't do this. If you really put your mind to it, I know you can, Sean. All right, let me see. We got a problem. We have a problem, or you have a problem? You're the only one who knows about me. The marshal who was escorting me, he had the silver case. The airline wouldn't let him bring the case on the plane. It was hard enough trying to convince him to let him wear a gun on his ankle. What was in the case? Some traveling money, some of his personal stuff, and four nine-millimeters with a few boxes of ammo. Guns? Guns. So where is the case now? Sawyer has it. Uh-huh. He hasn't been able to open it, but... Lucky for us. He will. Sooner or later. So what do you need me to do? I know where the key is. The marshal kept it in his wallet, in his back pocket. I buried him, Kate. I know. So what else is in the case? Nothing. If you want my help, we're going to open the case together. Okay. So you're ready to do this? Oh, yeah. 
By now, their imaginations are running wild. Don't hold back. He won't talk if the details are off. You and your details, Maggie. Okay, hero. No, please don't. Shut up! You've got three seconds to give me that damn key. One. Two. Three. All right. I'll give it to you. Good. Let's go. Right around here. Next to the pond, blue, blue eternity, blue eternity? No, wait, no, um, blue infinity. Blue infinity. Blue infinity. There's something about this that is so familiar. You've been telling me what sounds very much like nonsense for the past hour, and now it seems familiar? Okay, A, I told you that my French sucks. And B, this isn't my nonsense, okay? Do you ever think that after 16 years on Mystery Frickin' Island, your friend might not be quite adjusted? This was a mistake. Yeah. Haven't you heard? I'm completely useless. We're gonna wrestle for it? No, you're gonna give it to me. Am I? Yeah. I'm just gonna give it to you. Yeah. Hope you got yourself some jaws of life back in Cave Town. That's what it's gonna take to pop this bitch. I'll figure something out. I know you think you're doing her a favor, but however she talked you into doing this, she lied, brother. Jack? We're gonna do this together. Why? Because that's what I said we'd do. I let you in, now please let the girl go. Let the girl go? The girl is the one who set you up. The girl picked this bank, picked this vault. This whole thing is the girl's idea. He shoot, I shoot. Wait, what? I said no one gets hurt. I know you're cold, baby. But you're not that cold. What the hell's going on here? Shot me, you stupid shit. Shut up, Jason. I told you not to trust her. I need the key to safety deposit box 815 now. Who are you? The key to the box now. You need two keys to the banks, and if you had the customer key, why I'm would you need... I'm not on the signatory card. You put me up to this to get into a safe deposit box? I swear to God, you better kill me, Maggie, because if you don't... My name's not Maggie. Now, go. Is this it? Is this what you wanted? I want the truth. Just this once. What is it? belonged to the man I loved. The truth. It belonged to the man I Stop loved. Stop lying to me. I Tell me the truth. It belonged to the man I killed. Lost Character Analysis. Alrighty, so there we go. That was our recap of the episode. Thank you, Rem, for doing that for us. What'd you think of this episode, Stephanie? I thought it was really good. That didn't sound good. No, I totally just lost my computer. Oh, is that what that sound was? Yeah. It just completely burned up on you, huh? Yeah, I've been waiting for it to explode for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> See if it powers back up. Okay. It didn't explode, but you know. Okay, well, we'll see if that reloads. Yeah, let's... And in the meantime, I'll mute that channel. So, (laughs) this is... We're experiencing some technical difficulties here. I'm glad it was just that laptop and not this. Is it booting again? No. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. No. That laptop's totally gone, then. Well, hold on. That is not cool. 
Well, that'll take okay. us. We're gonna have to start two laptop funds. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the uh, generally speaking podcast <laughs> update. Uh, anyway, seriously, I know it, it's gone. Uh, well, we can't worry about it now. Let's just move on. Moving right along. I'm serious. Are, okay. you, are we ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I like this episode. Okay, what do you it, like about it? It was a little it? on the creepy side with all the decomposed bodies, but. Yeah, they, they did go out of their way to show the water-soaked uh, corpses. And and the marshal. Yeah, did it load back up? No. No, it didn't. Okay. okay. Well, let's, I'll let's, do that later. Yeah, anyway. Well, okay. So, let's see here. We're in the character analysis, and we want to talk about a couple things that we have uh, noticed in this episode. The first thing is the Sawyer and Kate setup. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, I know you don't like it, but 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 there are a lot of people who do. Well, this answers our question because you and I were like, you know, whatever happened to Jack and Kate? Because they seemed it all happened in this episode. And when did it happen? With Jack and Kate, or with Kate and Sawyer? Okay. Well, when did let's talk about let's talk about when did it end with Jack and Kate, or at least what started the break there? And their relationship that they had going. Well, when we were watching the episode, I pointed out that it ended... um, He lost trust in her, whatever trust he had. When she did the whole slide of the hand of the wallet and the key and um, just being dishonest. Yeah, I think that... But she actually lied to him before then. But did did he catch her before? I don't think so, but no, he this didn't is the first even, time. he didn't even question her. Well, exactly, and I, I think that's so. the thing. I think that he was falling for her, and and she obviously has been playing him, and, and we've got some uh, right. folks that have uh, called us on this. And anyway, the, the, the deal well, I is... I think she plays everybody. Right. Well, that's what we're going to play uh, some listener calls here in a second. Okay. But I wanted to point out the fact that Jack definitely had this trust in Kate. He kind of felt like she even played him with, you know, this whole you're the only person who knows. Right. Well, you son know? obviously knows. Well, son does now. <laughs> but uh anyway, so so he feels like he and her have something special because he kind of knows about her past, but he's always talked about this clean slate and how that's right. working out and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's and it's completely what is that fan noise? Is that mine or yours? Not, not mine. No, yours is totally dead. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, clean slate. Mine hasn't had a fan for quite a while, so <laughs> it doesn't probably, make a fan noise. And that's probably why it blew up. <laughs> so, I am so distracted now that that laptop crashed. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm, I'm okay. moving right along. I'm moving right along. Um, but yeah, I think they bro- she broke the trust. She broke it. And, and that was the first time. It's like... Wow, the marshal was right. Whatever you do, don't trust don't her. Don't trust her. And because I think she did the same thing to him. Yeah. In fact, we have some uh, listener calls, and we are so excited to have listener call- calls regarding the episode we're talking about uh, so that we can play it in the character analysis section. And the first person is Lisa from Maryland. Hi, this is Lisa Johnson from Albany, Maryland. And I'm calling regarding Kate. You'll probably remember in season two when she was nursing Sawyer back to health, uh, there was a great amount of affection that she was showing towards Sawyer, and it seemed as though uh, Jack was a little bit jealous of that and how nurturing she was toward him. And regarding the Kate-Sawyer-Jack 
uh, love triangle. I think that the dilemma in Kate's mind is, as she's been reminded, she's damaged goods. And I think that while Kate may have much affection for Jack and be very interested in him, I think she feels that she's only good enough for Sawyer. And I think that she and Sawyer have a lot in common with him being a con man, her being a runner, and, and all that she has been through. So hopefully we'll find out more about Kate in the first episode, if not the first couple of episodes of the season. I love your podcasts. I really enjoy them. You guys keep up the good work. And good luck. Bye. Thank you very much. I I agree with her. Um, in a lot of, I think that. Um, you think the damaged goods has something to do with it? I, I do. I think that Jack represents everything she's want she wants, um, or has wanted, but Sawyer represents what she thinks she deserves. And and yet in this episode, it's clearly that she's not quite ready to let go of the man that she she loved. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Michelle uh, from Texas, a uh, yes. long-time listener and caller into our show, also has some thoughts uh, regarding Kate. Hi, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Michelle from Texas. I was calling in again to make some comments for your latest podcast. I want to start off by saying that I'm really enjoying the review of Season 1. I think the measure of how good a show is like Lost is that you can watch it a second or third time and really appreciate it all the more. You pick up things that you didn't notice before and you realize the relevance of seemingly innocent conversations or bits of information that do come into play later and are very important. So I think I've been seeing that more and more, really looking for clues and tidbits I'd overlooked the first time. So on the latest episode, which is whatever the case may be with Kate, it didn't seem like we got a lot of information when you first watched it, but looking back, realizing that, okay, there are things that were started here, for example, the Saeed and Shannon relationship, um, getting, I thought, some bonding time between Kate and Sawyer in the waterfall. All those things kind of came into play later on. We get more and more development off these as the episodes go on. My main observation is that Kate is very good at playing men. I mean, she does it all through her life. We get kind of the first snippet of her past with the bank robbery, and, you know, she played the guys that she got set up to do the bank robbery. She played the bank manager. Of course, on the island, she's always playing either Jack or Sawyer or both of them to kind of get what she wants. So it just sets up her relationship with men and how she deals with things, and we learn more about that as the season goes on. So thanks for all your hard work on the podcast, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Great. Thanks, Michelle. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. That's, um, it's not your fault. It just, it was there and then it was gone. <laughs> the benefits of recording so late at night. So It's not really that late. I just, it's just gone. Okay. So anyway, um, yes, the whole Kate playing all the oh, men yes, in her life. Absolutely. I think that goes the- all the way back to her to her dad and her her not so dad her daddy issues yeah okay well um let's see here michelle brought up something that i thought was interesting and 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 she's so right and i admire this the the writers of lost for this and there are some things that i criticize the writers of lost about but this is something i admire about them is their patience in how they introduce themes and storylines and plot lines into the into the show because if I was a writer I mean I'm like if I had this idea for example to put uh, Saeed and Shannon together I would like not I would 
I would want to introduce that and kind of put them right together as a couple, right? All within the same episode. And the first time around viewing this episode, I would have never in a million years pictured that there would be a relationship right. between Saeed and Shannon. However, knowing viewing it this time makes so much sense. That they knew that this is the direction they were going. Right. Well, not even, I mean, watching it as a viewer, not not thinking about the writing of it, um, and seeing how each Saeed and Shannon as individuals are, it, it makes sense that they're together. Right, yeah. Not, but not only that it makes sense, but what I'm talking about, and, and I agree with that, but I'm talking about how they were setting this up. And now, it, I mean, it's like you see her, you know, undo her top and she's holding it and, and stuff in front. I mean, that was a total setup for right. for some uh, interest on Saeed's part in Shannon. And then, of course, the whole how she feels um, useless because she was really hurt by what Boone said. He's like, you know, you're just totally useless. And you Absolutely. could just see the hurt in her and, face. And, and Saeed was kind of the man. the first time she's ever heard of that. Yeah, I, I would imagine that a lot of, a lot of the way Shannon is, is because that's all she's ever heard. Yeah, is that no one ever took the time to believe in her until Saeed. Right, and I think that that's his. They set him up to be her kind of well, savior you know, in a way. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but not. I, I'm reading this book called Captivating by mm-hmm. by John Eldridge. And his wife, Stacy. I don't want to leave her out. Which I absolutely love. And it is unveiling um, the beauty of a woman's soul is, is the subtitle of the book. But in the book, he says, that well, they both say, that every woman in the depths of her soul has um, desires to... Um, to be part of, to, to, to play an irreplaceable role in a great adventure. Mm-hmm. And so if you think of that and think of Shannon, I think Saeed is the first person who in her life her. ever who introduces her to that. To the story. And a man, that um, John has also written a book called Wild at Heart, which, and I highly recommend those books um, to everyone. They are fabulous. Um, Wild at Heart is written for men and Captivating is written for women, but I would also recommend that. You, you read both, both of them because um, it helps you understand men or your sons or daughters. You know, right anyway. Sorry. Um, that in a man is built the instinct to, um, to rescue come a to beauty. To rescue, yes. And, and I think that Shannon plays that role for Saeed, especially after he wasn't able to rescue Nadia. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that um, as we learn more about Saeed and Shannon, it just makes sense. Yes. That they're together. Yes. And, and indeed, um, that is exactly what they are setting up in this episode. Yeah. And they did it perfectly. Absolutely. Without giving, really, for me, giving it away that they were traveling down the road of putting these two together as boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. So I just, I, I, I give them props for that. Now, um, maybe not just boyfriend, girlfriend. Maybe they had really met their match. Okay. So, yeah. Do you what, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that Shannon was taken from him, but maybe he had met the one woman for him. I don't know. I think Nadia's still the woman for him. I think he was just... Anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> Why not? 
<laughs> because I don't want to get in more trouble. Um, right. Let's see here. Locke and Boone still tied at the hip. <laughs> and, of course, we didn't see a whole lot of them together. No, but you know that they're... Exactly. Off. Yeah. Stealing the axe. And this re- this this kind of just brings up this point that I want to want to bring up here. Kind of frustrates me, and this is where I have a little beef with the writers. Okay. Okay. We've got a man who was just strung up in a tree. Yes. Okay. Barely able to be brought back to um, consciousness. Yes. We have a missing pregnant woman. Yes. On the island. Yes. And the man who took her. And her unborn child is known to be on the island still. And there is no search party. I mean, give me a break. We have, oh gosh, what do we have? We have Sawyer and Kate going skinny dipping together. And then skinny dipping. Oh, whatever. He had his pants on. No, <laughs> listen to me here. They're going, they're going for a little fishing in the dark, if you know what I mean. And then, of course, they get a little in. They get a little in. They get a little distracted by some He's dead corpses soaking in water. Okay, and then they fight over a case. All right, they're fighting over a, a suitcase or a l- little whatever that thing's called a Baron. What, what is it? Halliburton yeah. case. I mean, give me a break. And then you have Locke and Boone playing the archaeologist on the Discovery Channel of the island. And then you have um, everybody's moving all the stuff further away from the water, as if that takes everybody on the island to do that. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Whatever. And then you have Jack setting up his clinic with Nurse Sun showing him the headache remedies that she's found. I mean, there is absolutely no search party. There is no search. I mean, there was more search efforts in less... There, there have been, you know times where you've got these big huge perimeters being put up over less of a scare than than this and here we have a missing pregnant woman who's known to be alive the they know who took her and her unborn child and there's not a single person out looking for them yeah that is ridiculous okay i've i'm off my soapbox now um this episode was the beginning of the end of Boone. Mm-hmm. I just thought of that. That, yes, they're out, they're tied to the hip, and but this is where you begin to see the, the end of Boone. The dark side of Locke. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I do have, back to the whole um, Saeed and Shannon. Oh, okay. They show, uh, Saeed, Shannon, Boone. Um, when she comes back... To Saeed at the end, mm-hmm. and they show Boone. Was that jealousy in his eyes? It looked like it. Was it? It. it well, that's what I'm saying. It looked like it. I, I thought so. I don't. I, I think. I don't know if it's that, or to be honest with you, it could be jealousy because we know what happens in right. the future between right. them. Uh, but also, that's could already it, happened in the past. Yes. <laughs> because, but the thing is, is that. Um, could it be that as a brother, he's kind of concerned about the Saeed guy? It it could be. I think, I, I'm just saying. It but, could, I'm not. I, in Shannon's favor, that wouldn't be fair because he hasn't shown any concern for her up to this point. No, he's I been, don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. He's been pretty rough on her. Well, he has, but I think he still loves her as his sister. I think he loves her as more. Okay. Well, you may be right. And, and, and I think you are. 
um, right to well, a certain point. Well, I think point, that he's torn yeah? between mm-hmm. loving her as just a sister and loving her as more. Because in... Is it the next And those of you who don't know, they're half-sister, half-brother. Total spoiler Actually, there. they're totally not. His or not, mom married her it's dad. Just by There's no okay. blood relationship. But anyway, yeah. But um, is it in the next episode or I don't know. the next where John puts the funky paste on his head and he has his hallucinations? I don't know. We'll get to that though. But he said at the end, he said he felt relieved. So I th- I think that he is torn between his feelings for Shannon. Yeah. So you think that that was jealousy, and and I I kind of got that feeling at first, but then again, you know, I wonder if it was just jealousy or is he concerned about the Iraqi guy? Okay. So gotcha. I, I'm just saying. Then Mary's gonna die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's see here. We have that, yes. and then uh, when so oh, just something real quick that I want to point out. You know, uh, the Halliburton uh, is being tossed upon the rocks with Sawyer. I don't know if you noticed, but in the opening of that scene, you hear all kinds of jungle animals and noises in the background. Little tree frog? And, and I thought for sure I heard a little tree frog, and it didn't seem to bother Sawyer That's at all. That's because he was preoccupied with the case. I don't know. I mean, I think that even after the Did, case was well, given away, if, there's in, still little tree frogs. Hello, hello. In Sawyer's favor. Yes. Okay, just to be fair. You mean the scavenger of... Because we do have, we do have, yes, I know. We do have Sawyer fans who listen. Um, What do you see in him? I'm sorry, go ahead. Can I speak, please? Did I interrupt you? Again! I'm sorry. Okay, and now I have to sneeze. Oh, no. Um, In Sawyer's favor. (laughs) Woo! There, I caught that just in time. Excuse me. Okay. The tree frog incident that you're referring to, uh-huh. is, it's in season two, right? I think so. Early on? Yeah. Um, was that before or after he got his glasses? Because remember, he was having headaches really bad. So if you got a migraine and you got a little tree frog. Okay, so maybe it's the... There's but no I don't head- know. So if somebody, Wow, that was loud. Sorry. So if somebody wants to <laughs> let me know, maybe you turned me up too loud. Are you, you're um, not going to sneeze again, are you? No, it's gone. Okay, Thanks. good. Um, I I don't remember if that was before or after his glasses. It, it was it was it. I think it was because glasses come this season. I think, but I, it was when he had maybe lost his glasses or. But he was having headaches. I, I mean, it's not like the guy hasn't had his fair share of knocks and bruises on this island. And yeah. and I do recall that there was definitely um, headaches and stuff involved. Mm-hmm. So okay, you got me there. All right, and then. Um, we do 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 do. Where do I want to go next? Um, we'll save Rose for last, and we'll go to Jack uh, buried the mar- marshal. And they made a point to say, you know, why didn't you just throw this body on with the fuselage? And uh, Kate asked, you know, why'd you bury him? And he said, I had to. I had to bury him. Mm-hmm. Which isn't that exact. Um, pretty close to what he told the the ticket agent at the counter in the airport I just need about to be his done. dad. I just need I just this need to be done. done. Yeah, I just need this to be done. I just need to go to LA and bury him. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I need it. He, he's got this thing where he still has this unresolved. He never had the opportunity to bury his father. Uh, and now he's like, listen, I, I don't know. I, I've got to I've got to bury him. And, right. and he, he feels somewhat, you know, he wasn't able to save him. You know, also. Right. And so I feel feel like he had that. And that gives us a little insight into Jack's character. 
Now, um, Jack and Sawyer are at it again in this episode. They're always at it. They are. And this they're, time... They're, they're still going to be... I mean, even after Sawyer says you're the closest thing to a friend I have, they're still going to be at it in season three. Yeah. Especially now I that don't they're see captives them, together. Yeah, I don't see them having their characters work together in in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, well... I could to. be completely wrong, but... Well, we'll see. And then, um, of course... The the question I have is Sawyer definitely gave up that case too early. It was not very yeah. Sawyer esque, if you ask me. Maybe, but very maybe it was the fear of gnawing his own arm off. No, see that's the thing. I, I think that Sawyer already knows enough about Jack to know that Jack would not withhold. I think he would. I don't think he would. I think he would. After well, maybe after the whole letting the guy stick up bamboo sticks, sharpen bamboo sticks up your fingernails. Yeah. But I, I think where Sawyer's concerned, he would. I, but see, the at thing this is, point, at this point, I think that he would. Okay. All right. Well, you can hear our son who has... Oh, God, his allergies are so bad right now. Do you want to go give him his inhaler? Can he have it again? Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. We're going to pause this. All right. Uh, we're back again. And my wife is about to shoot me. We were actually back about 25 minutes ago, and we have been recording the second half of this podcast without it recording it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't believe we've been talking for the last 25 minutes and have not recorded a single word of it. I am so sorry, Stephanie. And, And of course, they had no idea. Uh, but anyway, we'll just uh, pick up where we left off. Our son is doing okay. Um, we've given him an inhaler treatment. And, an hour ago. An hour ago. And, and uh, yeah, we, we've had some really good discussion about mystery and other stuff. So I guess we're going to have to be a little rushed because uh, we've already discussed some of this and we'll try to make it fresh, new, and exciting. And the only thing we have left to go on the... Uh, uh, character analysis. This Rose, is, someone uh, called in, and that was uh, our good friend Jeff, also known as X Force Eleven on our forum. And so, let's go ahead and listen to that. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Jeff, aka X Force Eleven. Just had a few thoughts uh, after watching whatever the case may be about Rose. It's kind of interesting to look at Rose, uh, knowing what we know about her in season two. Um, in this episode, she acted as a, a real spiritual guide and a help for Charlie. And um, we look at season two and see her experience with a faith healer, and she didn't believe the guy could heal her. Uh, but yet, here on the island, she has uh, her faith is strong that her husband is still alive, and uh, she leads Charlie in prayer and points him uh, to the Lord about his issues and. Uh, so just kind of interesting to see how the, the crash may have changed her faith and uh, strengthened it. And uh, interesting to see her uh, help Charlie out when he was in need, uh, like she was helped out by Jack when she was in need. Uh, just uh, a few thoughts, and uh, enjoy the podcast, and keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you very much, Jeff. In fact, um, I, I had said in our last recording, which you guys unfortunately did not get to hear, 
that th- really I was I was not looking forward to coming back and hearing this episode or watching this episode again and I had completely forgotten about this scene with Rose and Charlie and it's you know shows Charlie in a spiritual crisis in his life where you know he feels the weight of uh, you know feels the responsibility for what's happened to Claire and and um, it's just he you know obviously he's left his faith uh, when he went back to drive shaft when when he had already made a commitment to God that he wouldn't and he's just really feeling down on himself and and he breaks down and cries and and Rose has been there on this island through this episode to really uh, counsel him and and console him in a way that that a Christian should without put being too pushy but but leading and guiding in a friendly loving way and so that has been very awesome indeed and uh, just hearing, you know, our our heavenly Father, we come before you and and thank you for bringing us together. I mean, that what a, what a beautiful sign uh, of of things to come in in the religious realm or the spiritual realm of Lost. And right. and so I have to question though is because um, Jeff said something about the crash um, restoring her faith or. What exactly? Do you remember exactly what he said? But something along those lines. Okay. About the crash restoring her faith, and I think that it's more of her healing, restoring her faith. That could be. Than than the crash well, because um, she tells Bernard later in season two when they're reunited, um, in SOS that she's known since very early on. So I would say at this point, she already knows mm-hmm. that, that she's, she's healed. healed. She can feel it within herself. And that that is what restored her faith. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than just, the, I mean, it all goes back to the crash. But Right. Anyway. Very good. Yeah, that's, that's an additional note to point out. But it still very much con- confirms what Jeff was saying. And so thank you, Jeff, for, for calling that thought in. And we're going to go now to exploring the mystery. We're lost on an island running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring the mystery. All right, this is going to be a very brief Exploring the Mystery section. Uh, the only things I have is that uh, we see that the lockbox number that Kate's trying to get into is uh, box number 815, which, of course, is the same number as the the flight that they were on, and also part of the infamous numbers that have yet to be introduced into the show, which is 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42. Right. And uh, Kyle Hughes sent us an email, and he just wants to show how I cannot speak French at all and can't even read it <laughs> or pronounce anything in French. But he wanted to point out the song Le Mer, which uh, was uh, put into this episode, how the original uh, wording, when translated into English, one of the phrases says, uh, it says, uh, Rusty Holmes, which he believes could possibly uh, refer to the hatches. Uh, then there's another one that translates into something like white bird, which could be an indication to the swan. And there is something about some uh, some reflections, and it uh, could have something to do with how the monster uh, reflected things uh, to echo, and possibly implying that Danielle may have had a similar uh, confrontation with the smoke monster. 
And uh, and then of course the only other thing is is the equation. Um, you're typing a whole lot there. What you typing? Okay. Anyway, um, we have the equation that was written on the map, and that could be very much the same equation that is in the lost experience this summer, which is the Valencetti uh, equation. So that's pretty much all I have in the island mystery section. Right, there wasn't a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot, and, and there could be a whole lot more, but uh, unfortunately, we did not uh, find any other information out there on our forum and the other small place, a couple short places that I went and looked. So uh, we're going to go straight into uh, our larger segment now, which is our lost, our no, listener feedback. Yes, Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Alrighty, the first call we have tonight is from Andrew, and he is leaving a call for Echo's Confessional. However, I guess Andrew didn't listen to the last podcast or two where we had uh, actually had to ask Mr. Echo to to leave the confessional when we found out that he wasn't a real priest. Uh, But anyway, we'll take this last confessional from uh, Andrew for Mr. Echo in honor of at least uh, the whole idea of (laughs) Echo's Confessionals. Hey, um, Mr. Echo, it's Andrew from Salt Lake City. Just wanted to say, please forgive me for uh, not uh, calling last week, and uh, please forgive the people at the Emmys who did not give Lost an Emmy. Um, that would be cool. And for Cliff, and for Cliff, uh, are these Apollo bars real? Are they actually giving them out at these locations? I got an email on my internet, like I get a lot of emails now from like Rachel Blake and stuff, is all that stuff real, I mean, you know, you guys know I'm new to Lost, and so I don't know about that stuff, I just got my official Lost magazine today at one of the stores, and I I think the cover's pretty cool, it's got uh, Libby, Anna, and uh, Shannon, the dead zone, all the girls that are dead, I just wondered if most of this stuff's true or or what, Um, I guess I'll Wait, listen for the show, and thanks for adding me on your Frapper map. Um, that was kind of cool because I didn't hear your podcast, and I just went to your website and signed on today, listened to the podcast. And yes, we do worry about when those are going to be on. I check all the time when your guys' podcast is able for download, so we do worry. Talk to you guys later. Good show. Bring the Pooh Bears back. Bye. Thank you very much for that call, Andrew. And uh, regarding <laughs> Rachel Blake, I do want to uh, mention to you who she is. Uh, For those of you who are new to Lost this summer and watching it for the first time, you may not be aware that there is an alternate reality game going on through the summer uh, hiatus here. And they started it just because um, Lost fans around the world are just dying to get their hands on more content. So they created this uh, fictitious character, Rachel Blake, who is trying to expose the Hanso... uh, Hanso Foundation organization for who it truly is 
and um, basically she is giving out clues on the websites and stuff like that to hint at the mystery of what's going on in the mystery of Lost. And so um, if you are signed up on some of those uh, mailing list from these websites that you've been looking at for Los Andrew, then that's how you got onto her uh, mailing list. And so uh, inside those emails are likely clues or hints as to what's going on in the mystery or where you can go to find information on the mystery. So uh, yeah, th that's what that's all about. Next up, we have a call from Alaska. <laughs> I know we're rushing through these <laughs> simply because this is our second time through. Uh, Pooh Bear's gone. Yeah, Pooh Bear's gone. Had uh, to go. Anyway, that's all a long. Yeah, it's a long story, and we already told it in the unrecorded portion of the show. <laughs> we don't have time to go back through it. So Alaska, Brad, I don't want to rush through this show because you made a mistake. Okay, well, slow down. All right. So anyway, here we were. In our downstairs basement. Now cleaning. I'm really going to throw something at you. <laughs> okay, don't be rotten. Let's just put it this way. Um, what what was it? Daryl, Larry and his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. Yeah. They're no longer here. No, they so, had to go. Yeah, but that's, that's all we need to say. Uh, Alaska Brad was listening to last week's podcast. And, uh, or it wasn't last week's, maybe it was the week before, Raised by Another. He was listening yeah, to that, that one. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. And uh, as he was listening, he paused right in the middle of the show, uh, of our podcast. Right. He paused our podcast to listen to leave us this call. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is uh, Brad from Alaska, or Alaska Brad. Hey, uh, I'm listening to your maternity leave podcast, and I actually have it paused while I make this phone call because I just had a... I thought uh, I just actually watched maternity leave for about the third time uh, just actually two days ago and uh, I uh, just wanted to point out if you hadn't noticed yet uh, that when she was in the office in uh, raised by another getting ready to sign the papers she asked the uh, lady if she knew catch a falling star and that it happens to be the exact song that they uh, play in the mobile in maternity leave when uh, Ethan brings her into the room and says, turn it on, and it's Catch a Falling Star. So I got a little chill thinking about that, so I had to share that. Thank you, and have a good day. Thank you, Brad, for that call. However, um, he did realize that just after he unpaused it to listen further, that we did talk about that, and here's his second call that he called in. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Alaska Brad again. I guess if I would have waited 10 minutes and uh, <laughs> heard your Thomas theory, Cliff, I would have uh, already, you would have already addressed that issue of the mobile and uh, the Catch a Falling Star. But uh, I have to tell you, the Thomas theory is an interesting theory. Have a good day. Sorry to bother you again. Bye. It's an interesting theory. Thank you, Alaska Brad. You call in anytime you want, as often as you want, and we'll always try to make room in our podcast for our listeners and your thoughts and and uh, feedback. Um, let's see here. Next up, I'm going to tell you right now, Stephanie stepped out of the studio. Our son is having a horrible time with um, a, a bad cough that he has and uh, also has some problems breathing with bronchial stuff. And so um, we've had to pause the podcast a couple times and uh, do some breathing treatment. So I do apologize for her absence. Uh, she had some great comments uh, regarding some of these calls that came in. Unfortunately, Cliff forgot to hit the the 
record button again when I came back, and so we lost all that. We lost a laptop tonight. Um, we're just not doing too well, but we're I'm still committed to getting this podcast out to you guys, and we're going to uh, move right along to our next call, which is from Heather in Eatonville, Washington. Heather, why don't you go ahead? Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Heather calling from Eatonville, Washington. Um, I'm a long-time listener, very long-time listener, but first-time caller. So hopefully I have something that will be able to contribute something to your show. Um, I was listening to your podcast yesterday. I'm I'm actually doing a lot of catch-up since I've um, been working a lot of hours and I've just Simulated all of your shows, so I've been driving back and forth to work, listening to your all of your shows for the past two months in a, like about a week's time. Anyway, yesterday I was driving and listening to your podcast, and I had an incredibly huge brain surge of uh, an idea that could possibly be an interesting theory. So here goes. Um, I think that the others are actually the original scientists that the DeGroote and the Hansel Foundation put on the island to to do the research for the Dharma Initiative, that they're the ones who got to be in the hatches, that got to do the research, got to, you know, uh, spy on everybody, um, do whatever the the research was to do. Um, And now they are either rebels against the Hansa Foundation, which may be why they consider themselves to be the good guys, or um, they've actually been abandoned by the Hansa Foundation, and now they're basically stuck on the island. But since they're scientists, they're continuing with their own experiments. Um, Also, um, you have to remember that um, in the video that everybody's trying to put together for the lost experience, uh, Middlework says that the Dharma Initiative failed. So I'm thinking that this may have something to do with the others and why they're still on the island um, and why they know so much about the island. I mean, they know every single inch of that island. They know all of the hatches. They've abandoned some of them because they're of no use to them anymore. Um, so they might be disgruntled employees of the Hansel Foundation. So. Anyway, just thought I'd uh, contribute that, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for the podcast. It's wonderful. I love it, and um, thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you very much, Heather, for calling in uh, your thoughts and theory on there. I think that's an excellent theory to have, uh, that they are the original scientists that were a part of the Dharma Initiative, and now that they are rebelling against the Hanso Foundation for whatever reason, uh, we may uh, have yet to learn if this is true. And the video that's being uh, passed around uh, due to the Hanso exposed uh, stuff from Rachel Blake, uh, we 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 did learn that they said that the Dharma Initiative failed. And so it, it does it seem to be puzzle pieces that, if you put together, could come to that conclusion. So that is a very interesting theory. Now, the uh, video for The Lost Experience, this uh, Hanso Exposed thing, where all these sum- segments were introduced uh, by the websites out there, and they are kind of cut up into little bits and chunks like the film orientation film with the missing chunks and pieces of the film strip, uh, they are put out there like puzzle pieces for people to put together. And I think I saw uh, some of them out there with like 34 segments pieced together. And then recently I saw one with like 54 pieces segment or 54 segments put pieced together. 
And once all those segments get put into place in the right order, then we can watch this film and find out what it had to say. And uh, if anybody out there has this um, Lost Experience video uh, and the, they can send us the audio content of that, that would be excellent. Um, we, we would love to have a copy of that if you can just send us the audio of it so that we can possibly throw that into our next podcast. Uh, let's see here. That was Heather. And next up, we have Kyle sent us an email. He wants to add on to the Mr. Squinty screen caps we talked about in a show previously. And in, I think it was either last week or the week before, we talked about uh, some photos of this guy who was in the other 48 days. And uh, he was he looked like a, uh, another Taylor survivor. And then all of a sudden, we see that he is definitely one of the others in... Um, in this uh, thing at the end, uh, the, um, oh goodness, uh, two for the, or no, not two for the road, uh, it is, um, what is it, live together, die alone. We see that when he and the, when the others are being held, or holding captive Jack, Kate, and Sawyer, uh, we see that this Mr. Squinty guy is one of the others holding uh, them captive. And so we had introduced the idea, perhaps maybe this was just a uh, recycling of extras in the background. However, Kyle sent us over some new uh, screen caps, uh, and it's yet another Taylor person from the other 48 days who is also there in the captivity scene working on the side of the others. And Kyle believes that perhaps that these these two individuals are not just extras, but these were actual Taylor section survivors who have who were among those who were taken from the camp. And uh, one of the things that I personally believe, uh, this is, and, and I think that some other people believe this too, is that in season three, they're going to try to tell the story from a different perspective and show us that the all the people that we've come to fall in love with and think are great and, and that you know are really the good people and how we think that the others are bad, I think in season three they're going to try to flip this whole thing around and show us a different perspective and show us that really all along we should have been looking at the survivors of this crash as all the evil people and and that somehow some impossible way they're going to try to show us that you know they're going to make us root for the others and that that's i mean if they can pull that off then i will i i will tell you that they these are the best writers on the face of this planet but uh, i don't know how they would pull that off i don't know if they will pull if they'll even attempt it but uh, it's definitely interesting to think about uh let's see here next up we have uh, oh, i'll put pictures of this new uh, Taylor person who becomes other. Um, oh, did I tell you that that Kyle's idea is that these are people who were not only taken by the others, but after they saw the light of who the others are, they decided to be on their side. Uh, and that goes to this whole thing. Well, we came for for them because you know you're the you're one of the good ones. And uh, and Goodwin says, well, he wasn't a he wasn't a good one or something. Um, so it's it definitely plays into that. And next up, we had a very new member uh, sign up for our generally speaking Lost forum, and it's Lost Janet, and she left a very interesting theory, and Gunslinger is going to tell us about that. Hello, Cliff and Stephanie. This is the Gunslinger calling. 
Apparently, there's someone else in the world that believes in Cliff's Thomas theory. Yes, it's Lost Janet, a newbie to the boards who uh, came on last week and made a very interesting post. And Cliff asked me if someone would uh, be willing to call it in. And since Lost Janet hasn't gotten back to us, uh, I said that I would do it. Her post goes like this. I wanted to add something to Cliff's Thomas theory because I think I've come up with an idea I haven't seen yet. In Season 1, when Charlie was hung up by Ethan, I believe Charlie actually died during that time, and his body was left vulnerable so that someone could mentally take control of him. After he was strung up, I believe Thomas took over Charlie's body, and that it was actually Thomas because afterwards he became so nurturing towards Claire and the baby, and it is why he was so fatherly towards the baby in the following episodes, since it really was Thomas, the father. I think that living things can be taken over through this ability by the others. For example, I believe Vincent died in the plane crash and is is inhabited by Susan, Walt's mother. The boar harassing Sawyer is the man that Sawyer killed. The Hurley bird is Hurley's grandfather. The black horse is Kate's Tom, the man she loved. Especially obvious, since the horse comes to Kate's rescue at least twice that I can remember. Sawyer was channeled by Kate's real father. Topping it off, I believe that Locke and Echo are able to be entered while they're in their dream states, which is why they shared dreams about the Pearl Station. Christian will probably come in later to be of great importance, since Jack never found his body, only his casket. I'm thinking Christian's body was put in a state of suspension by the scientists, since from the time he left the hotel without his wallet to his murder at the bar, my feeling is that he was murdered, he was sent to the island. Could Christian be him? Some of the Losties are beginning to possess the ability because it's seeping through to them. Like when they say things that the other people are known for, like Jack saying, Don't tell me what I can't do, which is what we know Locke for. And I think Thomas is old enough to have been on the island before. He could have been a child during the incident. I say this because I believe no harm comes to the children. Alex is an example, since she is there... These children may be released if they have the, these abilities and agree to work for the program, which is suggested when Henry Gale says that Walt agreed to work for them. Claire, I believe, is important because she is Christian's daughter and possesses the gene to develop the ability I have just described. The baby also has the gene from both Claire and Thomas, and this is important. Finally, to hide what the scientists are doing, it was necessary to cloak the island. Every 108 minutes, the Earth rotation positions it in a place where it could be spotted, so pushing the button provides a shield to hide the island location at those times. One more thing I want to throw out there. David was the name of the man Sawyer tried to con in Season 1, but changed his mind when he saw David's young son, who reminded him of himself. Since this David was rich, could that suggest that that was Libby's David? Maybe that makes it more plausible. Hey, Thanks, Lost Janet, for putting in that comment, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Until next time, this is the Gunslinger saying, Vaya con Dios, and stay lost. Lost Janet, yes, thank you definitely for that theory, and that definitely deserves a... It's an interesting theory. And so there's a lot there, and if you missed it, you might want to pause and go back and take another listen, because there is a lot of information that she put into that post. So uh, very interesting, and thank you very much, Gunslinger, for recording that because it would have been a whole lot for me to read and uh, and and put into the show and you guys are already tired of hearing me uh, I guess we'll need to get in some pre-recorded cliff here soon uh, anyway we're going to move right into lost in the news lost 
in the news. Alrighty, lost in the news. There's a, just a little bit of information I want to give you. There's a lot of spoiler information coming up, and a very special guest um, uh, informant on our spoiler section. So you don't want to miss the spoiler section. Uh, season three, the trailers are starting to appear. Not a whole lot as far as uh, footage from season three episodes yet, but uh, I would assume now that shooting is underway as we get closer over the next couple weeks, they'll start bringing in some new uh, pr- uh, promos for the show. But uh, you can check out at least one of them. I have a link to in our show notes for this week. Uh, season two DVD is set to launch for September 5th. Uh, and in fact, on the uh, current episode of TV Guide, there's a special exclusive for Lost, and there's a big, huge, honking CD-ROM that that comes with it, with uh, actual uh, promo for the DVD season two. And I had it all queued up for us to play for you right here, right now. And as you heard earlier in our podcast, our laptop died. So we will not be playing that for you right now. But anyway, um, if you have the opportunity to get that, get your hands on it. There is um, a promo for DVD 2. It's got some extended scenes, uh, some flashback, or not extended scenes, but at least flashbacks from uh, Season 2, which we did not see in uh, Season 2. And some other uh, goodies there. So um, if you are going to be getting a copy of the DVDs, if you get an extra copy, you can always send uh, Stephanie and I a copy. But um, some people had asked if we were going to be purchasing those. And and uh, we do have all the episodes that we've gotten through iTunes and such. So uh, we probably won't be going out and getting those DVDs. Uh, so definitely check that out if you want to. Um, and then as far as uh, Season 3 promo stuff, as I mentioned... Uh, there's a lot of things coming out now. They have a new poster, which has been out for a while. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And also some brand new high-resolution promo photos of the characters. And these are very exciting. In fact, the album art for today is going to be the Kate one from Season three's promos uh, photo shoot. And um, I thought it would be fitting since this was a Kate-centric episode. That's pretty much all I have for Lost in the News, and now it's time for our Generally Speaking podcast update, and I'm going to go to pre-recorded Cliff. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Train, how would what kind even... of transmission is it? could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. This is a Generally Speaking podcast network update. Uh, you know what? I forgot that that's not pre-recorded Cliff. Uh, pre-recorded Cliff is coming up with a spoiler section. Do not tune out um, just yet. If you want to skip over my podcast update, I completely understand. Give me about 8 or 9 or 10 minutes here and then go to the spoiler section. You don't want to miss the spoilers if you're a spoilerish type of person. But anyway, I do want to give you a podcast, generally speaking, update. Um, Marius Montecristo we have to send a very special thank you to him. Uh, we had mentioned that to do Skypecast, we require three computers. And uh, we our, da- our desktop, which is about eight or nine years old, has completely went kaput on us. Uh, and then we had mentioned that we were going to be saving up for uh, another laptop. And it seems to me that tonight 
we may have found ourselves in need of two laptops. So rather than getting one nice laptop uh, for probably about a thousand bucks, we might be able to pick up maybe two um, laptops that'll be plenty sizable enough for us to do what we need to do for about $1,400. Anyway, uh, it, this was the brainchild of Marius Montecristo, and he said that he would like to see us start a fund drive for um, a, a new laptop for GSPN. So if you would be interested in sending a donation and marking it clearly and separately just for the laptop fund drive, uh, then just go ahead and go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com, click on the PayPal donate button, donate whatever amount that you'd like, and then send us an email at cliff at ravenscraft.org and make sure to tell me that the, the PayPal donations that you sent is to either be used towards the laptop fund or for the general uh, monthly expenses of the podcasting. So um, anyway, Mario, uh, Marius was kind enough to start with a $50 donation to our, pod, or to our podcasting laptop fund. And so uh, thank you for that. And um, if you're interested in joining in, please feel free to do so. And uh, we would truly, truly love to be able to get some uh, more Skype casts in in the future because we enjoy interacting with our listeners more than we like just talking about this stuff ourselves. Uh, looking for season three sponsors for our show. Uh, obviously, that's another way that we could earn some money towards these new laptops that we'll need uh, is uh, by putting some advertising into our podcast for season three. Uh, season three, we are looking to be reaching approximately 12,000 to 16,000 subscribers every single week, twice a week uh, for our podcast. And so if you have a business that you would like to promote that would uh, our target, maybe your target audience would be uh, folks like yourself who enjoy watching Lost, who um, who are pretty much technology driven because you listen to podcasts. Uh, and you're into entertainment or whatever, and maybe you have uh, things that are website-driven, uh, definitely get in touch with me about sponsoring our podcast if you're interested, and we can work out some agreement there as far as cost and uh, length of how many episodes you want to sponsor. Maybe you just want to sponsor one episode, uh, or maybe you want to sponsor several or become a regular uh, sponsor. Um, I know that uh, that would be something that would definitely help us out here in our show and in our efforts in podcasting. And if you're interested in sponsoring or if you know any company that is, please have them email me at cliff, C-L-I-F-F, at ravenscraft.org. That's R-A-V-E-N-S-C-R-A-F-T dot O-R-G. Uh, next up, I want to tell you that Rem uh, from 5x5audio.com, he will soon be back uh, in Season 3 with lo our Lost in the News and may even be doing our spoilers once again once the season gets underway, uh, which means that we will be looking for somebody to help us do the audio recaps of Season 3. What that means is that you would need to be able to capture the audio from the episodes as they come on Wednesday nights and then uh, edit that down into a five to six minute recap of the episode and then email that to me or link to it so that I can download that recap and then play it in our show. If you're interested in doing that for me for season three, starting with the very first episode, uh, email me at cliff at ravenscraft.org. 
And uh, that's pretty much all I have there. And I do want to give a shout out to our generally speaking listeners who have gone to our Frapper map. That's at Frapper, F-R-A-P-P-R.com forward slash G-S-P-N. Just going to quickly run down these as quickly as possible. This is the first time I'm doing the full list. And um, from this point forward, I'll just give a shout out to all the people that add themselves on uh, in addition to this. This list is a little bit long, but I do want to give a shout out to everybody out there. And so from Australia, we have Jay Merlino. Uh, in Canada, we have Emma Lee. We have Summer in Toronto. We have Sempe, I believe, in Bear River, Nova Scotia. Uh, Toro Bilkrl, T-O-R-O-B-L-K-G-R-R-L in Edaboki, uh, Ontario, Canada. I'm so sorry for... Uh, smearing these names. Vladimir Caesar from Ottawa. Uh, Hugo PG in Quebec City. I love Quebec City. We went on vacation there. Um, Kevin Bassett from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Chekra from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Mike Duchuk from Oakville, Ontario. Uh, and then from Germany, we have Rolf and we have Tosis. And I'm not going to try to say those names of the cities there because I will butcher them and uh, certainly offend you guys. So I apologize. But thank you, Rolf and Tosis. In Ireland, we have Mad Mav, who has been very active in our Generally Speaking forward forum. Uh, so thanks for representing Ireland there. In Japan, we have Kat, or also known as Kathleen. And she is in uh, Fukushima, Fukushima, Japan. And uh, we have from Mexico, we have Sebastian, and that's Alcerreca, I think, uh, in Mexico City. And uh, let's see here, in Sweden, we have Henrik uh, Sanderholm, we have Ellen Eleson, and Gustav Emanuelson. Uh, and those three are from Sweden. In the United Kingdom, we have Jute. And yes, Jute, you will get a very special shout out. Uh, thank you very much from Beaumont, England, uh, in the UK. Uh, also in the UK, we have Squish, Richard Emblem, uh, Dave Croydon, uh, Julie in London, uh, Carl Thompson in St. Estelle, England, and uh, Leanne from Walsall, England, and Matt Hawkins in Reading, England, all in the UK. And now in the United States, in Alabama, we have Stephanie Smith, the only listener so far on our map from Alabama. Uh, Nobody from Alaska. In Arizona, we have Melissa Carlson. We have Richard in Phoenix. Nobody from Arkansas. In California, we have 14 members on our uh, Frapper map. We have Jeff Rooney. Uh, In Orange, California, Jeff in Santa Rosa. Leslie in San Diego. Christy in Irvine. Jonathan from Apple Valley. Amy from Torrance. Maureen Brown from Oakland. Thank you for the donation recently, Maureen. Uh, E.K. Rules uh, in Hollister. Queso Grande in Sacramento. The Gunslinger from Anderson. Marley 2A2 from Palm Springs. The Law Dog from Red Bluff. And Anita Van Der Elst, uh, also known as A Neat Girl in Orange, California. And Jamie from Burbank. <clears throat> Excuse me. Colorado. Lisa Fuston. Uh, Patricia in Arvada, Colorado. In Connecticut, we thank Teresa to, or Teresa 000. Uh, in Delaware, we have nobody listed. In Florida, we have Larry, and we have Al in Tallahassee, and we have Linda in West Palm Beach. In Georgia, we have Carissa, the only Georgian in there. So, Carissa, tell some of your friends about our podcast and tell them to stick their pin in our map. 
in Hawaii. I know we have some listeners, but nobody on our Frapper map yet, so perhaps Ryan on general stick their pins on our map. In Idaho, we have no one. In Illinois, we have Michelle from Romoville, uh, Ken Webb from Juliet, uh, Tim from Lake Villa, Laura from Justice, Kyle from Metropolis, uh, Maggie from Peoria, Illinois. Indiana, we have Chadley420 in Bloomington, Yosh the Man 007, Indianapolis, and he always loves the shout out. First time he heard his uh, name on here, uh, Josh said that he couldn't sleep all night. So, Josh, hey, how's it going? Then we also have Indiana Josh from Indianapolis. I wonder if that's the same thing. Uh, anyway, uh, Eric Fisher from Marion, who we all know Eric, uh, those who are longtime listeners. And of course, we have Good Things Coming, also known as Kim in Highland, Indiana. Uh, Iowa, Kansas, nobody. In Kentucky, we have two listeners. One is Cliff Ravenscraft, the other is Stephanie. Nobody else in here in this great state is on our Frapper map. Uh, Louisiana and Maine, we have no one. Maryland, we have Lisa J. from Only, uh, Olney, Maryland. Uh, Edith Baker from Damascus. Andy from uh, Perry Hall. Chris from Laurel. Massachusetts, we have Mike B. from Macom. Makem, uh, and then we have Master Sergeant Grizz from Berkeley, Michigan, and Jenny from Charlotte. Uh, Minnesota, we have no one, but in Mississippi, we have Lost Away from Ocean, Ocean Springs, and we have uh, from Missouri and Montana, no one, but in Nebraska, we do have Skeeter Girl from Lincoln, Nebraska, and from Nevada, we have no one, uh, but in New Hampshire, we have uh, Jeremy from Newmarket, New Hampshire, in New Jersey, uh, in Jersey, we have no one. Uh, and let's see here. New Mexico, we have Joe Core from Albuquerque. And then in New York, we have six listeners listed on our map. We have Bart, uh, Barb, listen to me, I'm going too fast. Barb from New York, New York. Uh, Keith Wofford from uh, Pleasantville. Nina Kieran from Brooklyn. Steve from East Rockaway. Fred from Lindenhurst. Bree Fowler from the Bronx. Thank you very much, Bree, for doing that news story earlier this year. North Carolina, we have Matt from Winterville, X-Force 11, also known as Jeff from Burlington, North Carolina. We have Jeremy from Stanley, North Carolina, and North Dakota, we have no one. In Ohio, we have Isabel from Youngstown, Janet from Cleveland, and Cybernode, also known as Tony, in Columbus, Ohio. Hello, Tony. Uh, Oklahoma and Oregon, we have no one. Pennsylvania, we have Travis from West Miffin, Mandy from Latimer Mines, and Jason Hendricks from Mount Pleasant. In Rhode Island, we have no one on our map. In uh, South Carolina, we have Dervian from Piedmont, South Carolina, and Evan Cantrell from Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. South Dakota, we have no one listed yet. Tennessee, we have Holly from Hendersonville, Jeremiah Massengill from Knoxville. Hey, Jeremiah, get that podcast up and running again. Uh, Texas, we have Jeff from Mansfield, Eric Bird from Arlington, Freckles from El Paso, Moderator Matt from San Antonio, Michelle from Arlington. Uh, and then we have from Utah, Andrew Valdez from Salt Lake City, and uh, Dilly Boy from Riverton, Utah. And Vermont, we have no one yet. Virginia, we have Kyle from Herndon, Virginia, and Connor Scully from Fairfax. Uh, then we have in Washington, Heather G. Eat, uh, from Eatonville. We heard from her tonight. Lindsay Wasson from Redmond, Washington. wonder if she knows anybody over there at um, Microsoft. I think that's where they're at. Then again, I could be wrong. And... Andre from Shoreline, Washington, and in West Virginia, we have no one, and then in Wisconsin, we have the big O in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Bob from Madison, and Dane from Milwaukee, 
in Waukesha, I guess, Wisconsin, and nobody in Wyoming. Now, don't send me a lot of email saying, Cliff, why in the world did you spend all your time going through that? The thing is, is I want to recognize each and every one of you. I have fallen in love with this Frapper map and learning about where you guys are. And when I hear things on the news, such as, you know, Florida's got Hurricane Ernesto and it's coming up through Georgia, I can look on the map and see which of our listeners out there were affected by by all the different stuff that's going on. And uh, it's just really neat. And there's on our Frapper map, there's some of you have put photos up there, 35 photos of our listeners. Uh, if you are not listed on here and you think that you are, you may have accidentally put your pin on my personal map. Just make sure that uh, you go to Frapper, F-R-A-P-P-R dot com forward slash G-S-P-N. Add yourself to this list and in the future, I'll just give out shout outs to the people who have added themselves to this since the last, uh, since this um reading and so i promise you in future podcasts it will not be this long so moving right along we're now going to go to pre-recorded cliff with our podcast uh spoiler report and i'm going to go take a breath so here we go this isn't what was supposed to happen it's gonna happen you don't want to know what was supposed to happen i know because you don't know what's gonna happen you know what we're not gonna find out don't you want to know Hello everybody, this is pre-recorded Cliff coming to you with our spoiler update for the week. And today I have quite a bit of help from Kyle Hughes and also somebody that might sound familiar. But we're going to go ahead and let Kyle start things off here by telling us this. It is being reported on the Hawaiian message board that the Hawaii Convention Center, used as the Sydney airport in so many episodes, is being converted into its airport setting once more on September 28th. It is said it will be used for a lock flashback, leading to the assumption that episode 305 will be lock-centric. Thank you very much, Kyle. In fact, we do have some confirmation that that spoiler is true. In fact, we have some on-the-scene reporting from somebody that sounds awfully familiar from the old Transmission podcast. We got a call in from none other than Ryan Ozawa. Aloha from Honolulu, Cliff and Stephanie and other generally speaking listeners. This is Ryan. I thought it would be kind of interesting to call you guys from a real Lost location. Yes, today Lost is shooting at the Hawaii Convention Center, otherwise known as the Sydney International Airport. It's a lock flashback here, and uh, I was just sort of watching through the windows, seeing the happy travelers with their bags on wheels, when what should I see but lock being pushed through without a shirt? Don't know what that's about, and I guess we're going to have to tune in to see what the story is, but that's really intriguing. You know, I don't know about you, but this has been a long summer, of course, as we all wait for Season 3 to begin. If it wasn't for Lost Books and Lost Podcasts, I don't know how we'd survive. But, of course, now that production has begun, news is starting to trickle and stuff's starting to happen here in Honolulu. You know, last week, Lost was up in a park in Palolo Valley. It was a playground. It was a Jack flashback. And in it, we saw Sarah, Jack's ex, as a teacher, talking to another man who may be more than a friend. And uh, in that scene, uh, Jack runs across the street to save a little girl who's choking, but then a little girl tells Jack not to trust Sarah. In fact, Lost was in my neighborhood where I live in Mililani. They were on a private farm in the back of our suburb, so I can't really tell you what was going on, although there was a lock in a Hurley trailer there and a special effects truck, maybe something really exciting. In any case, it's just a few more painful weeks until Season 3 begins, and of course we're going to get several episodes in a row, a delicious serving I look forward to it, and I'm sure you all do. 
Thanks for keeping it up at the Lost Podcasting Network and the Generally Speaking Podcasting Network. And on behalf of my wife, Jen, this is Ryan calling from Honolulu. Mahalo and aloha. Hey, Ryan, thank you very much for calling in and giving that awesome on-the-scene reporting from the convention center. So glad to hear your voice in a podcast, and I know our listeners are excited as well. And you are welcome to call in anytime with your uh, thoughts on Lost. And next up, we do have some spoiler information, uh, a little bit more anyway, coming from Kyle. He's going to share with us a couple different tidbits uh, that he's heard recently. And so uh, the first one is something about a new character uh, that we I haven't heard about yet. Secret Agent Man from the Television Without Pity forums has generously given us another new spoiler. To avoid misinterpretations, I'll read it off exactly as it said. New character introduced in episode 303 will recur. Colleen, late 30s, tough, obvious military training. Doesn't flinch when a gun is shoved in her face. Trusts few people on the island and only allows herself to be emotionally vulnerable in front of her significant other. No, I don't know who that is. He later says he got the impression that she was, in fact, another. Wow, a new character named Colleen with uh, military training as another. Uh, that, of course, is going to throw some fuel on the fire of those people who have theories that explain what's going on on the island and with Dharma uh, from a military standpoint and connection. So that'll be exciting to see play out in Season 3. And next up, Kyle also had some information from a chat from... Kristen with E Online. Why don't you tell us about that there, Kyle? Kristen has given another Lost Abundant chat this week. First off, she discusses how one of her people asked Lindelof about Charlie's frequently altered state, either with heroin or whatever made him so crazy in the season 2 finale, to which Damon replied, I think whether or not Charlie is straight or using is an ongoing question for not only the fans to decipher, but for, more important, for the woman he loves. I, for one, am rooting for him. I hope he's not using. Next, the new characters are discussed. Damon says that Elizabeth Mitchell, playing Juliet, will be a regular, while Rodrigo Santoro, who we don't know who he's playing yet, and Keely Sanchez, playing Nikki, will be recurring. Then he starts talking morbid, and says that recurring characters can become regulars, but they have to make room. I personally would be fine with them as recurring, actually. I don't want any of the regulars to die. Next, Damon says that the series finale will be happy but tragic. You can make whatever you want of that. After that, Kristen reveals that Sawyer will actually be held captive in a cage. I don't know what that has to do with Kristen Shepherd, but whatever. Pictures from the set of this pictures from the set of this cage were taken, and you can see them on the numbers form. Four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two dot com. Hey, Kyle, I appreciate your help on that one. And now, Kyle did send in something earlier this week, and uh, this was an earlier chat with Kristen E. Online, and I'm going to let Kyle tell us about that as well. And it has some good spoiler information included also. And he first starts off by telling every telling us how upset that Kristen is that everybody keeps asking her, is Desmond coming back? Why do people keep asking? Desmond will be back. They've said it like six times. Luckily, the curious Lostaholic also asked another question with an interesting answer. And I quote, Will Desmond or Ethan be back? Yes and yes. Henry Ian Cusack, Desmond, confirmed he is now officially a series regular, and a little birdie told me that William Mapather was in Hawaii last week, and he exactly wasn't 
sipping Mai Tais by the pool, but rather he was working his wonderfully creepy Ethan magic. Love it. End quote. Next up, stuff about the others. Quitty time. Where are the others? Somewhere you'd never expect. Lost's new set for Season 3, The Camp of the Others, is so super secret, the producers have already sent out a request to us reporter types to please not reveal anything even hinting at what The Camp of the Others looks like. So I'll tell you what it doesn't look like. It sure doesn't look anything like that spot where Michael picked up Walt last season. Not one bit. It is also not a, a treehouse, or a YMCA. It's bigger than a hatch, but smaller than the island. And we'll be seeing this camp a lot this season, because this season is all about the others. Evangeline Lilly talk, talks about perspective, and how, if the story was told from the others' point of view, we'd think the Losties were evil. A point I've been trying to stress for a while. Next, Christian asked Tar Carlton about the possibility of Claire being Jack's half-sister. And guess what? He didn't smash the theory! He sort of slid out of actually answering the question, but it's still a possibility, and now even an even greater one. Rodrigo Santoro says that he won't be on the show until February. Bummer. I was looking forward to the new characters. And in case you didn't know yet, he also said a couple days ago that he is in fact not one of the others. He's going to be an emerging survivor who is formerly not seen, a la Arst. Finally, the whole Kate will choose issue is discussed some more. People are saying it sounds like she doesn't choose Sawyer, but I honestly don't think so. Maybe I'm just being too stubborn of a skate shipper. Kyle, out. Thank you very much there, Kyle, for all the hard work you've put into gathering this lost spoiler information. And again, thank you, Ryan Oswell, for calling in the very awesome on-location spoiler information about John Locke's episode. Uh, that's all I have for now for this week in the spoiler update. This has been pre-recorded Cliff, and now I turn it back to you guys in the studio. Thank you very much, pre-recorded Cliff. And uh, that pretty much sums up everything we have for this week's episode. I do apologize for the extremely long, generally speaking, update this week. Uh, I do apologize for the long pause, but I know you guys understand we had to take care of our son, and I'm going to go and, and help my wife take care of him now. And also, I apologize for our laptop blowing up in the middle of this. And uh, just looking forward to uh, another week, getting closer to Season 3, October 4th coming up. Those of you who get the DVDs, um, uh, please let us know what you think about them. Tell us what you find in the special extras on those discs. Uh, we'd be interested in getting that information and uh, perhaps doing longer feedback segments with you guys telling us uh, what you're learning from the Season 2 DVD set that comes out and uh, giving us maybe some further hints of what to look for in this mystery called Lost. Until next time, thank you for listening. God bless you all, and let's stay lost. You have been listening to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Hi. Um, this is, uh... <clears throat>
this is uh, hard to announce, but um, uh, we're here to announce the end of the Tatooine TV podcast. And, uh, you know, Tatooine TV has really meant a lot to uh, all of us here. And, uh, you know, Star Wars and uh, real entertainment icon uh, parodies and stuff. And it was it was really funny and it won awards and, and everything. And now it's gone. It, uh, it's gone. But uh, uh, we also have some good news, is that Tatooine TV, the, the, the parody, I, little parody bits and comedy stuff, is, is now moving to a new podcast. And the new podcast is called Ear Giggles. Ear Giggles has all kind of new bits and new comedy stuff and stuff that has nothing to do with Star Wars. Not, not that that's a bad thing, but it's just, I, I know Tatooine TV is gone. It's just a sad thing. But Ear Giggles is going to be so great, so funny. It'll be funnier than Tatooine TV, I think. And Ear Giggles at jrdonline.com. You got to go there. You got to subscribe. It's going to be great. So don't weep for the past about Tatooine TV. Go and, and, and live the future of ear giggles at jrdonline.com. Okay? Hang in there, man. Okay, thank you.